What's up, what's up, guys? It is podcast number eight with Kid Got Your Ticket with your host, Paola and Sensei Alex. How are you guys doing today? We hope you're doing awesome. We hope you're having a great weekend. We had an amazing weekend and we enjoyed some sun finally. That's right, guys. We're able to hang outside for a little while, get some bikes, get some that vit valuable vitamin D in on our skin, a little bit of pool time, a little bit of bike riding, a little bit of outdoor backyard work. With some barbecue, and we ended the night with a nice podcast bringing you some valuable and fun information so that we could become better parents and a better future. And this podcast, of course, is brought to you guys by... Super, Super Kids Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Bridging the gap between home and school is the motto. That's right. And uh, if you guys are in the South Florida area, please don't forget to swing by and pay us a visit at Super Kids Clubhouse. And you guys will be able to get maybe even a couple of hours for your children if you guys are down here in South Florida for vacation. Swing by and enjoy a couple of hours That's right. You could enjoy one hour, two hours, three hours, depending on the time in the afternoon that you bring your super kid. So if you're in South Florida and you want some me time and you came down here because you want to go ahead and enjoy some of the nightlife or a little bit of the restaurants or whatever it is, sing by SKC. If we're open, it'll be a great time for you guys to drop off your kids. Just mention Kid Got Your Ticket and we'll give you guys a free hour. That's right, guys, and you can go and have some fun. Me time, me time. It's such an important time. Or we time, right? You can always enjoy yourself time or you can always enjoy a family time. But on this one, we want to discuss some me time because it's so important to be able to connect and also join and kind of regroup and collaborate yourself back into the norm when you have some time to just think and relax. Right, Sensei? That's right. You. Everybody needs that me time. Sometimes you just... You have to be in your own thoughts and you have to be within yourself to be right because you only you can help yourself. That's right. That's right. Like today I had some me time. I actually woke up early. So like every Sunday so I could get my shopping done, something that uh, wasn't a habit before. And it actually became a really interesting and fun habit because I actually see all the benefits that I get from actually being prepared in my me time. So I actually use my me time to kind of kill two birds with one stone. As we all know, time is valuable. Valuable because once it's gone, it's gone. So I try to maximize the time as much as I can. So in my me time, I usually like to enjoy books. So I'll be food shopping and at the same time, I'll be listening to audiobooks. I'm a huge, huge audibles.com Download fanatic. I think they love me. I, they see me coming and like, throw her the books, throw her the books. She's probably gonna get five or six. Just throw them, throw them. Because I'm always getting those alerts. Do you guys get those alerts on your phone? Well, I get the book alerts. <laughs> <laughs> She gets the book alerts on her phone. That's right. So how do how do you let, let me go over a little bit about how I do my me time and then since he'll go over a little bit how he does his me time. You know, everybody's me time is a different time. My me time could be anywhere from going to the gym to just going food shopping to even walking the dogs. And you know what the funny thing is with me time? I don't need it all the time. Me time is like just when I want to be alone or just collect thoughts or maybe even finish a really good book that I was listening to. And when, when I'm at home, it's hard because I'm interacting with the family. They need me. I need them. We're going back and we're going forth and we're, we're doing exchanges, their relationships. I'm sharing my time with the people I chose to share my time with. 
So I tend to respect their time and my time. So my me time today was going to Publix. I mean, yeah, Publix is our local supermarket. And I also go to Whole Foods. I wish there was one spot that I can shop for everything. But I kind of have to do a little bit in one. And then the remaining in another. So I get up early, jump in the car. It's Sunday, guys. You know what that means, right? 8 o'clock in the morning, driving down a nice big street. Ours is a US 1, which is a big, big, big kind of, not a highway. What do you call it? Yeah, it is called the South Dixie Highway. So it's like a street highway. So on Sundays, oh, it's so nice to just cruise and listen to a book or some music. So I went ahead and I listened to Mozart. I've, got, I've been getting into that uh, instrumental musical and for, with the gym because I love to hear fast music, especially when my husband... Uh, says let's do the swishy swashies. The swishy swashies is the slope climber, right? It's like a slope climber. What kind of machine is that? It's an elliptical machine. But it looks like the slope. Like, what do you call that? Cross, cross, cross country. country. Yeah. So he does the cross country elliptical machine a lot, but his legs are massive. I mean, from so much martial arts and karate, my husband's legs are complete muscle. I didn't do karate as much as him, so my legs are like, no! They, they, they try to hold down for dear life. So... I got into this Mozart, and today, on my way to, to, to my me time and to the store, I went ahead and I listened to some Mozart. And what it does for me is that it grounds me. It brings me to a place of balance where I can just feel more relaxed, be more open-minded, and just think. And you know what, parents? Just about an hour of just by yourself, just being able to breathe, feel the sun glistening on your skin while you're driving I usually carry my water bottle, just having some water and just sipping away. There's just something so amazing about spending that time alone that's much needed that I truly appreciate my husband for, for giving me that time so I can, I can go and, and do errands. Errands for the family, too. It, it's something that I do for, for us, but I get to enjoy it. So you should always try to find the joy in exactly what it is that you're doing. Live the moment, I guess you would say. Live the present. Yep. Hard, but actually achievable. So what it is that you do for your me times, Sensei? All right. I have a lot of things that I do for me time. One of the things I do is, of course, I like going to the gym. And even though I'm with you most of the time, excuse me, clear my throat for a second so I can speak a little bit better. Uh, we go to the gym together. We enjoy great workouts together. And But I know we're together, but... We're not together in our minds because at that moment, you're working out, you're having your me time while you're with me. So we, I share some of my me time with you. And then when I do certain chores around the house, whether I'm sweeping the deck or, or something like that, or I'm just doing house chores, that's kind of my me time. That, that's when I enjoy. I also like going out for a nice ride and just taking the long way home. Yeah. Take the long way home. And or take the scenic route home that block that you know you just kind of like and you enjoy that good music that you have on your phone and you're able to put it on your on your radio and be able to hear it as you're driving around town or heading to the supermarket or heading out to work. Just sometimes you just need that extra five, ten minutes for yourself. Because that's time you just like you said, you never get it back. And you enjoy the company of others, but I believe as humans, we need this me time where we can just hear ourselves think. Because 
we can all be philosophers in a certain way, and we can all expand our minds to a certain extent. And without having that meantime, I don't think we're able to ever able to find out exactly what our purpose is, what do we want to do, what our plans is, what do you what are your goals? So it's so important to have that meantime. Oh man, absolutely. I've I've been uh I used to not understand how important it was. Um, but then again, that was in a time where I wasn't as organized. Organization has cleared up a lot of my 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 life. My sign is supposedly a sign of very organized and very uh, methodical and very like step oriented. And I don't see that until now. As I'm getting older, I'm maturing. I'm I'm learning. I'm actually learning my own kata, my own manual. And I'm learning how to um, use the t- God-given talents I have, exploit them so that I can actually become organized. So what do I mean by that? Organization is very important. Organization of the mind, organization of your thoughts, or organization of what needs to go in what filing cabinet in the mind, and prior to, to being prioritizing your tasks. Those are very important. I used to be very scatterbrainish, meaning... Um, I would never set intentions before I start something. So what I do now is, let's say I'm going to go on my me time and I'm going to go to the supermarket. I go with a specific intention of knowing exactly what I'm going to get or have an idea of what I'm getting. I know exactly what aisles everything is because it's really it's really like a kata. Like it, I follow certain series of, of moves and I usually tend to get the same thing, even though... I cook a little bit different, but they're us- everything's usually about the same. So I know already what I need to get, which makes life so much easier. So the way I started that was by actually making a list. These smartphones have been a lifesaver, game changer for me. So what I usually do is that right when I sit in the car, in my me time, because my shopping at, uh, at the grocery stores is my me time, I go ahead and I start setting attention. So I, you know, I say something along these lines, okay, right now, the intention is to go to the supermarket, find good, delicious, hearty food that my family's going to enjoy, that's going to feed their mind and their soul. And then I start making the list. And I have an idea of when I'm coming in of what I'm getting. So that means that I'm actually walking in and out of the supermarket probably within 20 minutes, 20 to 25 minutes. I get there, do what I need, and then I usually spend me time. 10 minutes kind of just roaming around, seeing, you know, if something new came up, bring a box of cookies or something fun. Or or I just actually, if I'm in a rush for my meantime, I actually just go and I leave. But I I wasn't like that, right, Sensei? How, how was I when I used to go to the supermarket? Uh, it, was, um, it was an adventure. You didn't know what you were going to get into. <laughs> you were just kind of going there and, okay, what are we getting? What are we doing? And I guess that's why I always carry, no matter what, I always go into the supermarket, even if I know I'm getting one thing. In my mind, when I'm driving to the supermarket, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get this one item. I still pick up a shopping cart because too many times Uh. I went in there and with one of those baskets or with no basket at all. And that's when you tend to pick up the most things. And I would always end up with a whole bunch of things. So now I don't care if I'm getting one thing or two things. I always pick up a cart. And then 
every so often you see that one person or that one shopper that's heading to the register to, to with, check out. With the pile. With, with the pile on their arms, just walking, trying to balance every single item. Because, of course, you know what they thought, right? They thought, I'm just going to go in there and get this one thing. And holding it in with the chin, holding down the the last item, balling, it's a praying, balance, that, praying that, not that nothing fall. falls, right? And then figure, and then seeing me with one item in my shopping cart thinking, I should have just gotten the shopping cart. <laughs> so I don't care right now. I so I've walked to the register with one item in my shopping cart. You know what? I just it it doesn't it it doesn't bother me. Of I, course. I always get a shopping cart. That's what I was gonna say. He actually does, and I'm like, no, babe, we're just gonna get one thing. He's like, oh no 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 no, one thing leads to the next to the next to the next. So let's go ahead and take a shopping cart, and that's what usually what we and do. And when you don't have a shopping cart, that's when the item you end up picking, or or anyone in particular, the heaviest item. You got to get dog food. You got to get laundry detergent. You got to get milk. You got to get bread, and then you can't. And then your bread ends up at the cash register, all squished up. Then you have to go back because now you don't want that bread anymore. You want the fresh bread, and you know what? So then you the- can save yourself all those headaches just by grabbing yourself a shopping cart, walk around, hey, get it done. Hey, you know what? That's organization, and that's following a kata. But that's my kata. Yeah. So so what do we so what do we mean by kata? So kata is what we call a form. It's a sequence. Of, it's a sequence of movements that that create a form. So, like for instance, you brush your teeth, right? You brush your teeth in the morning. You don't have to think about how you're going to put the toothpaste on the toothbrush. You don't have to think about watering the. You do that. You do it every single day. So that's your kata. If you deviate from what you usually do, it's going to give your brain a shock, like. Do you think about, if you're a lefty or right, do you think about which hand you're going to brush your teeth with? No, you go, okay, wait, wait no. a minute. Should I brush my teeth with my left hand or with my right hand today? You don't deviate from your, from your form, from your kata. You know that you wet the toothbrush, put the toothpaste on. I don't know why, but we wet the toothbrush again. Then you brush your teeth. If I'm, if I'm, I'm a righty, so I, I brush him with my right hand. And that's my kata. That's what I do. I don't, I don't even have to think about it. I can actually be thinking about other things. And having some me time while I'm brushing my teeth where I don't even have to think about the process of the toothpaste going on the toothpaste. I'm I'm sorry, the toothpaste going on the toothbrush, going in my mouth, brushing my teeth, cleaning my teeth, rinsing my mouth, flossing, whatever my kata is. And my kata, my form when I go to the supermarket is first I got to find the parking. That's everybody's form, right? You don't. I mean, unless you're going to go in for a quick thing. But find parking, go, find the cart, drive it to the place. It doesn't matter if I'm getting one thing or 20 items. I'm still going to get my cart, and that's my kata. That's my form. That's what I do. And a lot of us develop katas even on your drive home. Like, you already have a way of putting on your pants. You already have a way of of the morning ritual that you guys do. Don't they say that putting on your pants, you always put it one leg always the same? Yeah, absolutely. It's I, not, it never deviates. And if you actually try to deviate, it's kind of confusing. It's very confusing because <laughs> you deviate from your kata. You deviate from your form. Exactly. I, I put my right leg in all the time first. You know what? I've never checked to see which leg. It has to be my right because I'm a righty. I, I always put in my right leg first. And if I'm going to put on a shirt, 
I usually put on my right hand in first and then my left. I, I, yeah. And then, yeah, hand, head, and then the other hand. I put hand, hand, head. Oh. Well, that's my kata. That's your kata. But it doesn't make it right or wrong. No. It's just your kata. It's just the way you do your thing. I mean, sometimes you find from your kata stuff that you can weed out that actually make the kata better. Yes. So that's that's a good thing. There are some mind-blowing um, information out there that you find online sometimes. That you're like, wait a minute, I never did that that way. You know, like like the Tic Tac. Um, you know, everybody knows about Tic Tacs. Where that little hole, when you open up the tic tac, this one, and it's supposed to be if you if you flip it over, one tic tac would actually fit in that little uh, hole. Yes. But you usually pour it onto your hand, and then you sometimes you get like two or three. Then you got to try to figure out how to put those two other ones back in the tic tac box. But if you flip it over, one will actually just be on that little circle. But I didn't know that until social media, where I saw it somewhere online. I'm like, oh shit, look, it's. It's there. It's exactly. It, that was easy. That oops. was oops. I did it. I wasn't. Do, nobody was doing it the right way. Of course not, because we had an excuse to see more than one tic tac. <laughs> <laughs> popping three of them. Right I'm popping three of those. Things I used right to eat the mouth. whole thing. What the about the orange ones? Were the I best. Listen, there's one that actually blew a lot of people's minds. Which one? And that's the one with the pineapple. Remember the pineapple that that you can peel them off like berries. Where you cut the pineapple apart and then okay. you, and then you just take the little wedges. Of the oh, little from, a from a pineapple. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And and we just peel them off. Uh-huh. But we tried doing that, but we couldn't do it. I I couldn't rip them off. No, it was hard. It was hard. But I we've always done the kata for a pineapple a different way, which is you know you you peel it, you cut them up, and then but that way you. Yeah, yeah, and, peel it, them and off it leaves like the middle. It leaves the middle completely. Um, so that intact. is a way of changing your kata for the better. Yeah, that is. It it is a way. If it works for if you, if it works for you, if it works for you, that one didn't work for as us. As long as you remember, because you don't think about it. The minute you see that pineapple in front of you, like oh, pineapple, I'm gonna eat some pineapple. It's gonna be sweet. It's gonna be delicious. They usually are. Let me not. And then you forget about. You just think about the sweet and delicious, and all your brain is thinking about sugar. <laughs> Sugar. But they're good. They're under Delicious. a certain amount of uh, glycemic index. I, are, are they pineapples? Are pineapples under 55? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that. Well, the answer. reason I'm talking about glycemic index is because we eat a certain level of, below a certain level of glycemic index, so we keep our sugar intake low. So it's usually under 55, which tends to be dark berries, um, dark fruits, and I do not know if a pineapple constitutes as the, something that we, uh, we, we'll still eat it, but I'm saying it, it's probably high content in sugar. I think it is. I think a pineapple is 76. That's so the it, number that popped up. So here's the thing. If talking about glycemic index, and this is a podcast about helping parents out with children and helping them out with kids. And <clears throat> what are you guys feeding your kids in the morning? That's true. What are you guys feeding them? Like, are you guys feeding them junk? Are you sending them out <clears throat> to be productive in school, to pay attention, to focus, to not be hyperactive with a body filled with sugar? I mean, that's right. if that's what you're doing, then you're just setting them up for failure. Well, it's not that it's failure. It's that their body can't handle it. They can't. It's like the body's too small for such a big amount of sugar. So if you're feeding them cinnamon raisin, what is it? Cinnamon? No, um, no, it's cinnamon toast crunch. Cinnamon toast crunch, 
You see how much sugar is in that thing? I mean, they're delicious. They are very good. They're delicious. But the, the, then the thing is that the milk that you're feeding them with also has sugar. So it's like a That's double right. whammy. It's like boom, boom. And then what's the best thing to have with cereal in the morning? A piece of toast. A piece of toast. Of and course. what the... What, bread. what does the exactly that turns into sugar? And then if you have margarine, you're not even eating a healthy fat. You're eating a synthetic. Sugar. Yeah, it probably has sugar too. Everything has sugar. And, and and you know what? Sugar is addictive. Of course, if it you don't is have sugar. You're down. Listen. How happy does your brain get every time you put a? Just take a spoonful of sugar and stick it in your mouth. See how good you'll your brain wake feels. up. Yeah, you wake up. And you'll be. And but the thing is that you crash hard. Take a spoonful right of honey. Yeah, you are. Of local honey, not sugar-ridden honey. Yep. Nice local bee, real bee, because the bee went in there and made it, honey. And the energy is going to be more stable. And you're going to last a little longer. So me and from the, I mean, we've been on on, on a health path for, with our diet for a while now. And I it's think because it's a lifelong process. It is, and, it is. And, and it's hard, and sometimes we fall off the bandwagon. Especially living here in America. Exactly. We have such accessibility to, to food. such great Delicious. amounts of foods. And, and, and they taste good. And the, the worse the food is, the better it tastes. And we know this so well. But we have... there's a fat boy and a fat girl inside of here. That's right. Mine's her name is Chungalicious. That's right. That's her name. That's her nickname. I got a nickname for her because I used to be a, a junk food addict. The I'm, truth. I'm, solid truth. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just... No fat jokes boy. aside. I'm just fat boy sensei. <laughs> I like that. Fat boy sensei. That's your... Uh, that's my, mine's is Chungalicious. I am fat boy sensei. So... The way we started on the journey, uh, I got hypothyroid, which is your um, your thyroid actually not working properly or just sluggish. And I, I I get you. I guarantee you it was because of bad eating. It had to be. There's not that and stress. I had a very, very stressful job and um, and not eating properly. That's that's imagine that's a double whammy stress. And then from my mind and body and then stress into my poor gut, giving it junk food. So we went ahead and we started cleaning up our diet. It's a lifelong process, guys. Some people are because so... Because there's temptation everywhere. Yeah. And some people are so disciplined. Like my brother, that man can have boiled chicken every single day of his life. And to Not him, fat boy sensei. Exactly. And, and to him, it's delicious. And it doesn't bother him. Me? Oh, my goodness, please. I have to have at least one day where I just have one cheat meal. Just a croissant or a piece of bread or an English muffin or, um, I don't know, something delicious, a piece of cake. Why? Because I enjoy sweets. I like it. It tastes good. But I don't deprive myself to the point where I, I won't have anything. I do I do enjoy my myself in that in that aspect. So we've created a kata. And I wanted to go over this kata with you guys because... It's important as a parent and as a leader, as a matriarch or a patriarch of your family to be able to understand what a good meal is uh, or good meals or good things that you should incorporate into, into a breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Now, in our house, hubby and I, we only have two big meals, right? That's right. We usually have breakfast. Yep. And then we have lunch and dinner combined in one. And then we usually have a protein shake. Yes. Those are those are our main days. But for kids, we can't do that. Our son needs to eat all three meals, balanced meals. Balanced. And plus, on top of that, he also needs 
snacks and treats. This boy is eating us out of a house. He eats more than my husband, and he's only 10. And it gets worse. No, and you got to see him. Kid is fit. Fit and strong. And um, so let me go over a little bit. Get a pen and paper so you can write this down because it's very, very important. So usually what I like to feed my, my son or like to feed the family is I usually like to get the biggest meals in the morning, especially for the little guys. So what do I mean by that? A nice big meal would it constitute of a protein, some fruit, some fruit that is, I would, I would suggest something under 55 glycemic index because the sugar index is lower. So they'll burn through the sugar constant and slow rather than fast. Then I usually love giving him uh, nuts, any seed, almonds, cashews, uh, walnuts are really good for the brain. I like to cook the protein in coconut oil. He, oil is very good for the brain also. It's octane fuel to keep the brain remembering, to keep the brain sharp, and to keep the brain awake because the brain falls asleep if it doesn't have fuel. It needs fuel. And kids, I'm a guaranteeing it, they must eat through it and burn through it like you have no idea. And then I like to do some kind of veggie. I know it's hard, guys, but I try to do something. Like sometimes I'll do omelets with a little bit of onion and tomato. Sometimes I do spinach. Sometimes um, I'll make him uh, something with some mushrooms in there. The thing is that I explain to him why it's so important for him to eat well. And he actually agrees with me. And I'm talking about this is a conversation that we've had with him since he was young. So he understands it. But, you know, guys, you still have time. But it's very important that you guys give him that start to the morning. Right, Sensei? That's right. So starting a child with an excellent meal for the morning is incredible because you're fueling their body with good stuff that's going to keep it at least lasting the entire morning. Then snacks. What are good snacks? I like to do another fruit, right? In the morning is usually berries, something dark, dark grapes, uh, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, whatever has a berry in it. He likes blackberries, so whatever has a berry in it, I try to keep it in the morning. I try to keep it seasonal. So whatever's in season and whatever's local. And I try to make sure that it's something that's dark. So at lunch, I give him something that has a little bit more higher sugar. But I know he's going to burn through it because he's about to go to lunch. He eats his lunch and then he goes and plays. So it fuels him to at least have that energy to go ahead and play. My son loves Loves, 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 loves. Those seaweed, um, what are they called? Sea snacks? Seaweed sea snacks. So I usually pack them a pack of seaweed sea snacks. Guys, those are so good. It has iodine. It's made them popular in school, too. Yeah, he did. Actually, he said to us, right? What did he say, babe? Southern Star is so cute. He said, Mom, you made me popular in school because I'm the only kid that's eating seaweed and everybody loves it. <laughs> and now he, he, told, he told his mom, he told you, say, hey, give me two so like that I can use this for trading. <laughs> so he wants to eat one for himself and then use the other pieces to trade for other snacks that the other kids have. Yeah, so I guess it was, I told him, I, I gave him a better idea. I said, why don't you do this? Why don't you eat five? 
and the other five you could trade. So he's been working on that. And I think it's been going pretty good for him because he hasn't asked me for the second batch. That's right. So he likes to do that. I like to do um, also dried up fruit. So I'll put like maybe cranberries or uh, dehydrated bananas or um, the apples, whatever is it, whatever fruit, you know, he, he enjoys. And then I usually mix it with, again, some almonds. Some, uh, what are those garlic sticks called? There's these little garlic breads. They're, they're small. They're like bite sizes. So I give him a nice big handful. And they're like little sesame sticks. He sesame loves sticks. them. So sticks. I give him some sesame sticks and I give him uh, just a little bit to kind of eat around, eat around. Munch on. Exactly. And then his, his lunch usually has good carbs, not simple carbs, some, uh, a little bit more complex carbs, which is usually a, a veggie. He likes broccoli. He likes carrots. He loves celery. Um, he enjoys lentils and just hard, you know, hearty food. So I usually give him a good protein, and then I give him another veggie, and then I do some carbs, some carbs, so that he can have the fuel for the rest of the afternoon. But those carbs don't tend to turn into sugar. Well, they do, but it's not the bad sugar. It's actually the sugar that gets eaten up and allocated properly. So he's not bouncing in his chair or he's not asking 5,000 questions and he's more calm and stable rather than creating that anxiety because what does sugar create if you can't move? Anxiety. anxiety. It's like... Absolutely. I, I'm not... A, I can't drink coffee and it's not because I don't lo- love coffee. I love the smell of it. I love the taste of it. Oh my goodness. I wish I can wake up in the morning and drink coffee. But I cannot handle coffee. It doesn't matter how many times I drink it, decaf, not decaf, I start getting like these nasty like anxiety attacks. So I completely understand what it is to feel that sugar overdrive and the teacher's looking at you and everybody in the classroom is quiet and the only thing you want to do is go, what's up guys? I have all the sugar running through my bones and they can't. They got to literally sit there and look at the teacher and then like kind of start bouncing. Like if they have to go to the bathroom only and only because it, they just can't help it. So one of the main things, especially when parents come to us and tell us, what do the parents usually tell us, Sensei? I need help getting my kid to listen and to sit still. So yeah, listening and sitting still is going to come from a healthy, healthy gut. So feeding your child Good, nutritious food is going to really help them, especially if that's one of the things that we're having, you're having issues with, which is um, keeping them focused, keeping them in tune with class, keeping them available and looking forward to exactly what's going to happen the next day. Because if they can't stop moving, the teacher's going to yell at them. And if the teacher's yelling at them, they don't want to go to school the next day. And that's when the ball perpetuates into such huge, massive amounts of energy that you don't even get a chance to control it anymore. Now, you're being told your child needs to be medicated. You're being told that the child does this. And guys, you know what? I've had parents that come and tell us, hey, can you help us? I look at the child. We've worked with the kids, so we know exactly what's going on. You can see it. They're not bad kids. They, they, they don't move a lot. They just, they're just very active. And in our place, you can be active. So I see that it's because of, of the sugar. So right away, I tell the parents, hey, let's go ahead and adjust the food. Try that first before you try anything else out. Um, try using some some things that, that are soothing and calming, like some calm teas at night. They, they sell these nice little herbs that you can put into water that softens and, and kind of takes away that anxiety. 
And you know what? If a child is complaining a lot of stomach, like stomach, not pains, but kind of like nervousness, that's usually what it is, that and anxiety. So me personally, my personal take on it, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a professional when it comes to this. I'm just giving you my life experiences and what I've learned throughout the last, um, I'm on level 41. I'll be on level 41 in a couple of days. And, and what I've seen from other kids that I've had the pleasure of interacting and seeing. But we get a lot of chances. We get a lot of chances to see what, how kids behave. Absolutely. Compared to the kind of food they get. Absolutely. Especially, Especially at the clubhouse. At the clubhouse, we see a lot of the kids' snacks. We see a lot of the kids' uh, lunches sometimes when we have day camps. That's right. And we can tell which kids are a little bit more hyper. We can tell. And then yes. we look at their food and we're like, oh, uh-huh. that's why. Yeah, I, I I hands down prefer experiences and uh, being able to live it visually than textbook. I Textbook, anybody can read a book. But actually interacting and being among that child and seeing exactly the effects is so much more important. And we see it on a day-to-day basis. From lunch to breakfast to snacks to everything they're doing. So the first thing I would, I would tell you guys to do is try changing the food up. And then the funny thing is that I'll have the parent come up to me and be like, all right, I changed their food. They've been eating good for two days and I don't see a change. And I'm all oh, because the eating bad, they fed them for how long? I know. Okay, so it took let's say five years for your kid to be hyperactive because of the junk they're probably eating. But you want ex- you expect the change in two days. It ain't gonna happen, guys. It's a process. It has to be eliminated out of their system in its entirety. And then the new stuff needs to come in and it needs to start building. So this is a process that takes, thank God, kids are are, are resilient. They're little and, and stuff comes out of them fast. So it's like it usually takes anywhere between one to two months where you start seeing the stability. You start seeing the continuous good behavior and you start seeing a change and you start seeing a little bit more of, of the calming. And then like our son, he actually... Is um he's not hyper, he's very active because he's not hyper. He can sit down and he can listen, he can have a conversation with you, and it's not it has nothing to do with that. But I do see the moment that he has a piece of cake in a party and he had pizza and then he just had soda. I can see the difference because his body is balanced. He he eats and you know, he's very good at, at, at keeping a clean diet. And I see the difference. And I'm like, wow, look at that. Look how much you can go from having a child that is focused to having a kid that's talking to me, like literally, mommy, mommy. So I'm going to run in and I'm going to go into that toy and I'm going to jump and then I'm going to come right back. And he goes, runs, and then comes back. And everything's like super speed. But you have to be able to identify that. Absolutely. Because if you don't identify it, then he's going to keep feeding them. Absolutely. And you know what, parents? Oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah. No, he's just so cute. And you know what? I'm going to give him another piece of cake. Then we get home, we're going to get cookies, and then we're going to get chips. And, we, and you know what? But you know A little what? bit of soda. There is good options and alternatives. Because we love our cookies. So cookies and milk. Love cookies. We do. And I love cookies. But we make them with almond flour. 
We make them with dark chocolate cookie with dark chocolate. We make it with that syrup. There's this syrup, guys. My just real syrup. goodness, it just tastes syrup. so good. Not on Jemima. No, and it, and it's no, 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 it's real maple syrup. syrup. Real maple syrup. And no added sugar. No, it's like off the tree into it's a not, bottle and into your plate. Sweet. It's delicious. So we use that coconut flour. Like this is a nice recipe that I have for cookies. We also make pancakes. Pancakes with banana. I have what we have a recipe with pancakes with the bananas. Oh, it's so good. Delicious. Email us. And we will send you guys that recipe for the banana pancake. That's and it's it is, easy. It's so easy and it's amazing and it tastes sweet and it tastes delicious. Send us an email to um, info at skcmiami.com. And we'll send you that recipe. It is super good. I have one with uh, the banana. And egg, and then I have another one with the almond flour. So what I, it all depends on consistency. One is very fluffy. It tastes like you're eating clouds. And the other one is true to being very close to an actual um, pancake. It's very, it's very um, textured, like a pancake. It is. It's delicious. It's absolutely But they amazing. taste super good, guys. And you just, have to, you just have to find the options. Guys, please, it's not your fault. This is why we're here. This is why we're educating. This is why we're expanding consciousness and minds so you guys learn how to help your child, help them, and teach them how to help themselves because it's very important because if not, they'll take you for a tailspin, man, and you'll be chasing that tail or, you, or like my husband likes to call it, that rabbit hole, and then to get out of it is so hard, and the fix is so easy. It's so easy that you're like, no way, this has to be, this, 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 this can't be it. But it is. It is it. And then another thing that, that's also important is that if your child is having um, issues even after the diet's being changed, find yourself a real good holistic or natural doctor that can check their, check their minerals and check their, their, their blood and see exactly where they're at. Because if they're missing important daily minerals like iron, copper, or, or magnesium, that can also cause a child to be very hyperactive. So you have to know what to look for in your child so that they can actually get better because it's an easy fix that if you catch it quick and you fix it now, it will never perpetuate into where your child now needs medication. I'm not saying that some children do not need it. What I'm saying is you know your child. You know your child better than anybody else. You interact with them. You talk to them. You hang out with them. They're yours. So sometimes a professional is looking at them from the outside in, and they're casting or they're giving you an opinion. It's an opinion, guys. You have to be able to take that opinion and... Do what, Sensei? What, 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 what should, well, well, what should here, we well, do with here, anybody's opinion? Well, here's what I was going to say. I was going to say this. If you're willing to try, uh, you know, artificial drugs, aren't you willing to try at least a healthy diet first? I mean, if that doesn't work, then take the drugs. I, I agree. But if you're willing to try the drugs, is that in America we're so, we just want that pill that's going to cure it all. The quick fix. The quick fix. We want the quick fix. We don't want the hard work. Yeah, because that... It, listen. And it's tough it's because... Tough. Hey, listen, I get it, guys. Pouring a bowl of cereal and some milk 
and then putting bread on a toast and toasting it, it's easy. But having to cook spinach. Yeah. An omelet. I get it, guys. But. They're worth that's it. That's your responsibility right there. They're is worth that, it. That child is your responsibility. They have no choice but to eat what you give them. And if you give them junk, they're going to eat junk. They don't know any better. For them, it's just food. They're getting food. They just don't understand they're getting food, wrong food. They're getting the wrong, some of it is not even real food. Yeah. I mean, and parents, if time is, is, is what's holding you back, boil some eggs. Make it fun. Boil some eggs. You cut an egg up and you put some salt in it so it can look like a little egg, uh, uh, egg salad. Give them uh, some spelt bread. Have them put it on the on the bread because the spelt bread is made out of spelt, so it's a lot better than just regular white bread. You guys spice it up, make it fun. You can still make it fast, but like we were talking about katas, the first the kata is gonna feel long. The kata is gonna feel long. You don't know where the things are in your in your cupboard. You have to grab this. You have to grab the coconut. You have to oil. start thinking. Exactly. And, and you already have enough things in your mind, but in order for you to be for it to become a habit, you have to be able to implement it for a certain amount of time. And if that doesn't become habitual, oh, habitual, habitual, then it you're gonna be stuck pouring cereal for the rest of your life. Well, the and thing then obesity it, comes, and then diabetes comes, and then this comes, and then hyperactivity comes, and then lack of focus. Who knows then, what else? And, and we really don't know what that's doing to to ourselves. We don't know. Like in your body, the the contour and the, the the makeup of your body only allows a certain amount of sugar, and you shouldn't be going over that. So, parents, what I but can tell you have to be able to lead by example. Yes, because yes, they're gonna watch you, and if you're eating French fries and soda, guess what, guys? They're gonna eat French fries and soda. You gotta lead by example. You're the example. You're the patriarch. You're the matriarch. You're the one that's leading. Your family, you're the one that they're looking up to. Remember, they don't listen to what you tell them. They watch what you do. That's right. It's it, And it, you know how I started? I started by just little by little eliminating those snacks. So first we started off with the water, right? Right, babes? That's right. First we started off where we eliminated all juice from the house. Anything that was sugary, unless I was pressing it in our in our juicer, or we were drinking water, it's either water with lemon or are fresh pressed juices. That's it. There's nothing else. You open up our refrigerator. There's no water because we have a, a built-in um, water filter. So that's the only water. That's the only thing we drink is from water filter. Fresh water. That's what started. That's right. That started it, and it started slow. I, then I started going to the supermarket and not bringing any of the those drinks to the house. Yep. So right there alone, we lost what ten pounds? Easily. <laughs> we lost ten pounds. Yeah, we went more in protein. Healthy, healthy carbs. Healthy carbs. They, not, what are healthy carbs? Don't eliminate the carbs. No, Carb, you, you, need, you still you need, need the them. carbs for energy. You still yeah. need them, but you need the healthy carbs. Yes. And not the white starchy carbs. You That's want right. the nice good carbs like spinach. Spinach has good carbs. Broccoli has good carbs. Uh, sweet potato has good carbs. Um, purple potatoes. Purple potatoes have. Good we carbs. love to make uh, potato salad out of those purple. Ones we mash them and then we put a whole nice glob of nice uh, grass-fed butter. Oh my goodness! 
there's such a big difference, guys. Have you guys ever tried grass-fed butter and then either margarine or some other type of butter? Well, at first, it sucks. It does. It does taste weird. So the first time we implemented that new butter, I was like, ugh. It tastes like this? actual cow. So No, it, it, it was just very different. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> it does, and it smells like it, too. Even now, if you grab it, it so, smells. So at first, it was like, ugh, this thing has no flavor. It was just different. It, was, it wasn't... It, was just it is less salty. And then, now, I love it. Now like, I try I anything else it. and I'm now like... Now I try a different button. Like, what is this? Tastes fake. It tastes fake. It tastes you fake. You taste the what, fakeness. What brand of butter do we use? The we Irish? use Key, Keys Gold. Keys Gold, yeah. right? That's a... It's good. It's good. They're not sponsoring this podcast yet. <laughs> yes. Not yet. And it's absolutely delicious. And you have to find your little, your little nooks. Little by little, guys. The Great Wall of China was not built in a day. It went... I guarantee you, one stone at a time, never been there, would love to go. It was built one stone at a time or one brick at a time. And that's how you have to do it in your house. If you try, like I did, because I think I'm superwoman at times, I try to go from A, from zero to 100 real quick. It didn't, it didn't work out for me. That was an epic fail, like my son says. Mom, epic fail, mom. And it was tough because I'm not a good loser, I'm a sore loser. I don't like to lose. So I'm sitting there trying to get myself back together. I mean, at 27, hearing that you have an autoimmune disease that's going to stay with you for the rest of your life, and you're going to have to drink a pill that's going to make you feel better and it's going to give you energy uh, for the rest of your life, that's not fun. That hit me like, like a bag of bricks right on the face, and I did not know what to do. I went, I got sad. And it all happened because I wasn't properly eating the right stuff. So what I say by that is don't set your child up. My parents didn't set me up for that. I did that all to myself in my 20s, trying to go for uh, the perfect America where I was balancing life, uh, working uh, an amazing career while picking up lunch in the street. I mean, my lunch was hoagies, um, eating a la carreta. Breakfast was bagels. Breakfast was bagels with uh, cream, cream cheese. cheese and jelly. Um, still trying the coffee, even though my body was like, no. Or orange juice. Or Tropicana orange juice, sugar, sugar. That all exuberates sugar. Guys, it's all enhanced sugar. So what we're trying to tell you guys is have a balance. Have a meal a week. Don't make it an everyday thing. Don't make it an everyday thing. You know what? You want that chocolate? Save it for the weekend. Or you can have dark chocolate. Yes. Don't have a Snickers bar every day. Exactly. Don't have a soda every day. You know, if you want to cut off from soda, then cut off slowly. Drink a, drink a, if you're drinking two sodas, drink one. Yeah. It's, it's the same way. Let's say you can't do 10 push-ups. Start off with two. Next week, you're going to do five. Then following week, you're going to do 10. After that, you're going to do 20 and so forth. Same thing with the junk food. Instead of doing three meals a day, drop down to two meals a day. And then drop down to one meal a day. And then drop down to a meal every other day. That's and right. And then drop down to... But it's a process. It and is. Listen, there's no rush. There's no, there's no timeline for you to do this. Just do it before you die. And do it comfortably where you are still in control of the reins. You don't want it to be like me where I'm like, shoot... Now I got to correct this because I feel exhausted and tired all the time and I'm bloating like I would freaking swell. And 
And finally, it, it took me some time. Hey, kudos to those who can do it in one shot. I know that you're out there. There's a lot out there. And people, it's like quitting cigarettes. Like a lot of people go to cold turkey. Some I people, did. So you did, right? But I had a purpose. You had a purpose. You found out you were pregnant. That's and you right. went, eh, that's it, done. No more. Yeah. Not even one more. Not even one more. Cold turkey, done ever since then. She's never touched another cigarette. That, kudos to you. Congratulations. Yeah. That, so 11, there's certain what things. What is it, 11 years already? It's been 11 years. 11 years. You don't touch a cigarette. I don't Very touch good. a cigarette. Wow. Very proud of you. Congratulations. In December will be 11. Yeah, that's right. Because that's when we found out. Yep. That's right, December. So kudos to you. Thank Very you. proud of you on that one. But I wanted to let you guys know, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Uh, we want to keep this podcast going. We want to make sure we bring, bring you guys valuable information, bring you guys the experience that we've acquired through the years of working with children and families and parents and us being parents ourselves and raising children and being in the mix of being entrepreneurs and being a husband and wife and maintaining a business and maintaining a son and maintaining our sanity, our sanity <laughs> and having our me time and giving you guys all this information that sometimes we just we feel like, you know, it's harder than it is to acquire. But it's not as long as you put your mind and you put a little bit of effort into it, because everything requires effort, effort. and intention. There has to be intention. intention. You have to know what they are and set a goal. And you also need a support team. So if your wife or your husband is doing something and. You should support them because you would want the same support for yourself. So if your wife is eating spinach, dude, join her. Eat a, eat a little bit of spinach, you know, and you might like it. You might get healthier. And also, we have new T-shirts out. Uh, you can visit our website at skcmiami.com. Go to the store. Pick up a T-shirt. That would be great, guys, because all the proceeds are going to... Redoing a section in the clubhouse, which is going to help our kids get better, is going to help us with the staff, is going to help us pump it up Every, and, and go and, and make right. SKC make, a make better it a place. better place than what it already is. It's already an amazing place, and everything we've done at SKC has been through our own hard work and our own funds. And you know what? We want to try to see... we. To make it better, absolutely. So if we're, we're, you know, if we're selling a T-shirt or we're selling something for from from our from SKC, is going to go right back into SKC to help these kids out absolutely. to make sure parents have a place to drop off the kids that they're going to be safe, they're going to be entertained, they're going to be learning something, they're going to be surrounded by the right environment that's going to help them be confident enough to be able to achieve any of the goals that they set their minds to. Even if one day they're overweight, they know that at one point in their life, they had people there that were there pushing them to achieve their goals. That's right. And it's very important, like he said, be the number one fan, stand and cheer right next to them. It's only for your benefit and theirs. Being a team is also hard work. That's right. But it's always worth it because life is a lot easier. So that concludes podcast number eight. We will see you guys on the next podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Don't forget to subscribe. And if somebody out there needs to hear this podcast, please go ahead and share it. And don't forget to email us, info at skcmiami.com. And follow us on social media at skcmiami. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, on YouTube. We're under Super Kids Clubhouse. Go see us. Check us out. You'll actually see how we look. That's right, guys. Fat Boy Sensei is And Chongalicious. Peace.